Now heading to the 14 seeds, I have at number 58, the Big South, and I look for UNC Asheville to again repeat as conference champions. They won the Big South by four games last year. However, a lot of the metrics would consider this team about the luckiest team in the country last year with the number of close games that they won and come from behind wins that they had. Because of that, I do think there are two other teams in their tier with what they're bringing back in Winthrop and in Radford. Winthrop went 10-8 and a season ago. Radford went 12-6, and good for tied second in the league. After that, in that next tier, I have Longwood, then Gardner-Webb, and SC Upstate at 4, 5, and 6. All of those teams were above 500 in this conference a year ago. Longwood 12-6, and the other two 10-8. and And then in my final tier, I have High Point, Charleston Southern, and Presbyterian at 7, 8, and 9. All of those teams were 6-12 and or worse a season ago, and I don't look for them to improve by much. But let's start with the conference champion, UNC Asheville. They do lose Tajon Jones, who was a terrific three-point shooter. I want to say like 46%. Averaged 15 points, five boards a game for him. And alongside Drew Pember, those two were as clutch as could be. I watched them three times, twice in the Big South Tournament. Once in uh, late December, the very beginning of conference play, they were down to under four to go, end up beating Radford 62-58 to at home. Drew and Tejan were both clutch late. I then watched them against Charleston Southern in the opener of the Big South Tournament, or the quarterfinal games, I guess I should say. They struggled a little bit, still able to get the win by nine, but Pember had 29-16 and on only three made field goals. This man shot 24 free throws and knocked down 22 of them. He was the best in the country in free throw makes and attempts. He is one of the best mid-major players in the country, returning without a doubt about it. Averaged 21 points, nine boards a game. Also shot at 37% from three last year. Chipped in a couple and a half assists, a couple and a half blocks. This is one of the best mid-major players in the country. When UNC Asheville is on, you need to be watching them because of Drew Pember in the title. Big South title, they were down 14 under seven and a half to go. Watched him and Jones just will their way. I want to say they scored like 24 of UNC Asheville's last 25 points and came back to get the win, punched their ticket to the big dance. Pember had 29 and 8 on 9 and 19 from the floor, 10 and 12 at the free throw line. Again, double digit free throw attempts. Asheville brings back four of their top five leading scorers, but losing Jones will be a big scorer to have to replace. Nick Mullen inside averaged eight and six last year. Fletcher Aby averaged eight points a game, 42% three-point shooter, the former Wofford transfer. Caleb Burgess is a very good pass-first point guard, but not a very good shooter. Only averaged five points, but over four assists a game last year. They bring in out of NC State, a really good rebounder in Greg Gant Jr. Only averaged two points a game, but nearly five boards in under 18 minutes at NC State. Also, a nine-point-a-game guy out of Georgia State will come in from the Sun Belt, look to help take off some of the scoring load from the other guys with the loss of Tejon Jones. Love this Asheville team because of Pember 
And although they lost Tejan, a lot of continuity to them as well. Winthrop at two. They went 10-8 and eight last year. I watched them lose in the quarters to Radford by nine. They did have Harrison, Kaysen Harrison, go for 26-5-4 and four on nine of 11. Also inside, Talford went for 20-12 and 12 on eight of 13. Both those guys are back. Kelton Talford averaged 16-8 and eight last year. Look for him to maybe average a double-double this season. Harrison, 12 points, about four assists, a 45% three-point shooter. Also, Sincere McMahon is back, a 13-point-a-game scorer. But it's what this Winthrop team did in the transfer market is why I love them so much. They lost their second and fifth leading scorers, Corey Hightower, Lane, both double-figure guys. But they bring in double-figure transfers. Nick Johnson out of New Hampshire averaged 13 points, five boards a game. Alex Timmerman, 6'10 center for Bucknell, averaged 11 and 7. And they also bring a D2 guy that might be able to impact the rotation out of Fort Valley State. So those transfers easily, I think, replace what was lost in Hightower and Lane and bringing back three of your top four leading scorers along with some double-figure transfers, this Winthrop team is no doubt in my mind going to be better this next year. Also, they get an eight and four guy back healthy that missed all of last season in Michael Anumba. Winthrop, I think, can contend right up there with UNC Asheville, Asheville with the loss of Jones. God, I keep saying Asheville. Radford. Third is where I've got them predicted. They finished tied second last year. They bring back four of their top five leading scorers. So a lot of continuity to this team as well. Daquan Smith watched him put on a performance. UNC Asheville had a tough time guarding him, particularly late. He's a lethal three-point shooter at 40%. And joining him in the backcourt alongside him, Brian Antoine, averaged 11.5. He was a 42% three-point shooter. So those two guys are lethal from the perimeter and sometimes can beat you from there when they're hot. They add in a couple transfers. Chandler Turner averaged 9-5 and five out of Bowling Green. Also bring in Josiah Harris out of St. Francis, Brooklyn. Averaged 9-9 nine and nine after their program is no longer. So that's a couple pretty nice transfers to go along with the guy out of Lenore Ryan that averaged 17-5 and five last year that Lenore... Ryan now headed to the D1 ranks. We'll see what he can do with Radford. But bringing back four of their five leading scorers with those transfers, that could be an improved Radford team, just like I thought Winthrop will be improved. So UNC Asheville needs to look out for these two. Hopefully they can get teams down earlier and not have to have so many heroic comebacks because they don't have Jones to help Pember alongside them. Longwood, I've got it for an incredibly disappointing year last year. This Longwood team, with what all they returned coming off an NCAA tournament a year ago, was no doubt thought to be the favorites in this league, and they just consistently underperformed, finished 12-6, and and UNC Asheville was able to steal the show. They will be veteran in that their projected five starters are all seniors. I mean, a lot of these teams up at the top, of the Big South are veteran. UNC Asheville, who you expect to be about a nine-man rotation, eight of them are seniors. Several of those guys, redshirt seniors, are in their fifth year. Winthrop, their top eight or so in their rotation, all seniors or grad guys. The only guy that's, you know, will probably be in the rotation that isn't is the D2 transfer. 
Um, this Longwood team, very veteran as well, but losing Wilkins, losing Wade, Watson. I mean, they lose three of their four leading scorers, four of their top six. They do bring back Waylon Knapper, average nine and a half, three and a half, and three and a half from them at the guard position. D.A. Houston averaged about seven last year. Michael Christmas averaged about eight. This was a very balanced scoring team from their first uh, seven or eight leading scorers, but losing those leaders. Bring in Jonathan Massey out of McNeese State, 11 and five and a half last year. Should help him inside, but that's about it in terms of guys that should make a big impact or have proven that they can before. Um, because of that, losing three of their top four, I don't see Longwood being up in that top tier. Gardner-Webb, I've got it five in SC Upstate. I've got it six. I watched an incredible finish between these two teams in the quarterfinals at Bojangles. Gardner-Webb, up five, 16 seconds to go, thinking about going to the semis. SC Upstate hits a three forces a turnover, and hits a buzzer beater. Down 5, 16 seconds to come back and win. Rainey with that, or excuse me, Ganey, Jordan Ganey with that buzzer beater a year ago. Gardner-Webb losing two of their top three leading scorers, but bring back a decent amount of the rotation. DQ Nichols was their leader last year, and he will be back 12.5 points, four boards, three assists last year for them. Also back are a couple eight and a half plus per game guys. In terms of the transfer market, they didn't do much. Got a guy that didn't get a play last year at New Mexico State and another guy that only played six minutes a game last year at Louisiana, but they were an NCAA tournament team and were pretty talented. Maybe you can see more minutes for the Bulldogs at Gardner-Webb. I've got Gardner-Webb at five. At six, I have SC Upstate. Losing Jordan Ganey, 15-point-per-game scorer. Also lose their fourth and fifth leading scorers. Bring back six of their top nine and their second and third leading scorer, though. So I, again, see this team like Gardner-Webb. Both these teams haven't gone 10-8, and finishing somewhere around there in the middle of the pack in this conference. They also, similar to Gardner-Webb, don't bring any transfers that you're fired up about. They're uh, two double-figure scorers that are back in Brodnack and in Justin Bailey, both averaged 11 points per game for SC Upstate. At number seven, eight, and nine, high point Charleston Southern and Presbyterian. Gigi Smith let go at high point, and Alan Huss is who was brought in, a former Creighton assistant. They lost a ton of their rotation, seven of their nine leading scorers, most notably Jaden House, who averaged 17 for him last year. Zach Austin also averaged 14. They're gone. But they do bring in some nice double-figure scoring transfers, or one at least, in Duke Miles and some other six-point-per-game guys. Duke Miles was at Troy. Trey Benham out of Lipscomb. Kamani Hamilton out of Mississippi State. What Didn't get much time there, but coming into the Big South, should certainly look to see more. Liam McCheesney out of Illinois State. And this team might be a little bit better than they were a year ago with the new coach and the talent that they brought in, um, but it's going to have to gel quickly. And this team is extremely young, only one senior on the roster. So I see it being a struggle for Coach Huss in year one, but maybe the future of the program looks bright. Charleston Southern is who I have at ninth. 
went 5-13 last year, now losing their two leading scorers. Claudel Harris gone 17.5 point per game guy, only bringing back one double-figure scorer in Tajay Kelly, who averaged 11 in 5.5. Their transfers, none of them saw over 10 minutes a game last year at their prior D1 destinations, and will have to step up and roll um, at Charleston Southern. Presbyterian is who I have dead last. They finished dead last in the conference a year ago, only won one conference game. But ironically enough, I almost watched the, I did watch this team, but they almost knocked off Campbell in the 7-10 matchup. Then Campbell, who just barely beat a one-win Presbyterian team, had a 14-point lead with seven and a half minutes to go, thinking they're about to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament before Asheville ripped their hearts out. Presbyterian losing a few double-figure guys, their two leading scorers, three of their top five gone, a bad team a year ago that I think will continue to be a bad team again. I don't look for them to make any jump. Maybe they could pass Charleston Southern, but should be in the cellar again in the Big South. The top three is going to be very fun. Winthrop and Radford should be improved from a year ago. UNC Asheville bringing back four of their top five. A lot of continuity in those top three teams in the Big South. And most notably, Drew Pember. He is much watch TV with his ability to impact the game in scoring, rebounding from the perimeter, getting to the line on defense, blocking shots, and he's a pretty good passer as well. One of the more fun players to watch in the entire country. That'll wrap up the Big South preview.